My name is Lola Puzzle, and this is Media Delta. Hello, and uh, well, we're back. Um, Media Delta is now back and slightly improved. Uh, I guess you can kind of consider this season two, maybe, although we we are now past episode 100. And um, yeah, so we went on brief hiatus. And during the hiatus, uh, I uh, had worked on uh, kind of how we do we are doing episodes. So uh, this is going to kind of sort of be a test run to see whether or not this format works. But uh, we will be uh, trying something different. But I feel like this kind of works. So it's just a evolution of how we kind of done things already. So um yeah uh we are here again to talk about media that part has not changed and we're talking about something that technically is associated with something that i've covered in retro rank rhapsody um a while ago i took a look at a venture game for the master system that was based on the tv series sukuban deka 2 um and we were thinking of trying to look at sukuban deka 2 but we decided that instead of taking a look at Sukuban Deka 2, we decided to just start with Sukuban Deka 1 because that's where the story starts and that's kind of where some of the things in Sukuban Deka 2 lie from. If you're not familiar with what Sukuban Deka is, it is a manga, anime, and live-action TV series uh, that is about a, um, well, a Sukuban. And if you're not familiar with what a Sukuban is, basically it translates into Delinquent Girl. Uh, it was a kind of it was kind of a uh, I can't think of the term, but it was a move. I don't know if movement's the right word, but uh, in it was the a kind of counterculture. Yeah, as a counterculture, it was 70s, 80s um, counterculture. Uh, basically, what happened is that uh, there was the Boncho culture in Japanese youth, which were kind of think of like the American greaser. Um, very much into like bikes and just general like gang stuff. But the thing about the Boncho is that it was specifically male. Uh, and the Sukuban kind of thing came out because, you know, women were not involved. So, you know, girls became Sukuban, which um, kind of signified by usual, usually dyeing their hair, uh, wearing longer than normal skirts as a protest of kind of the, I don't know, fetishization of the miniskirt, uh, but it was basically sexualization. Sure. Yeah. Sexualization of like that and basically kind of were involved in things like shoplifting and just being the shit out of each other, which this show has in spades. Um, it's, and, it's not dissimilar from Yankee culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sukuban Deka is, well, delinquent girl cop. Um, it is about a girl named uh, Saki Asimaya, who is basically being blackmailed into becoming a cop. Uh, and her signature thing is that she has a metal yo-yo uh, that also acts as the police or like a police badge and can do all sorts of not exactly realistic things. Um, the original manga came out in 1975. Um, Shinji Wada was the original manga ka. Uh, and what we are watching today is the 1984 adaptation done by Toei um, that uh, in total had 24 episodes. We'll be covering the first six episodes today. Um, 
and we are going to, well, likely we are going to be taking a look at another six next episode, or it might be five, but we'll see then. Um, anyway, um, outside of that, um, I was not the only one to watch that, so please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Axe, and you spin me right round, baby, like a yo-yo, right round. I am Carnival, and once again, hi, Toy. You never change. I'm Torpetypist, and all I know how to do is walk the dog. Yes. Um. So, uh, we all watched uh the first six episodes, as I mentioned. Um, we're gonna do things a little bit differently this time. Um, rather than kind of going into a group discussion, I am actually going to br uh, break out e everyone into their own discussion so that. Um, we can see what kind of things overlap in terms of what everyone saw and just kind of give everyone a chance to kind of speak on what they thought about the um, about what we watched with, in their own kind of, you know, in their own little space. Imagine um, thinking. Yes. So um, let's go ahead and go into the discussions. I will start with giving my own take on this. So um, be in. I thank you all for deafening without me having to say so. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and actually start out because normally I'd give my thoughts at the end, but I feel like um, since I'm the host, I'll go ahead and give my discussions real quick as soon as I mute my notifications. Hopefully that didn't go through. Um, anyway, uh, yes, so... Uh, I had a a slight familiarity with Sukuban Deka. I've never actually watched any of the um, any of the movies, the TV shows, or anything before that. Uh, Sukuban Deka is pretty notable. Uh, it is very influential in terms of if you've seen a character in some Japanese media use a yo-yo, it could almost all guaranteed be attributed back to this. Um, and I've just known this thing by notoriety and. I am not a huge fan of, like, well, I shouldn't say I'm not a huge fan of, to of Toku. It's just not something I normally watch. So this was a very pleasant surprise. Uh, much like when we watched Soul Brain uh, previously, it is definitely kitschy. Uh, and I think it's kind of a neat little, it's, it, it's not going to win any awards for, like, uh, cinematography or anything. But I feel like if you want to watch something that involves a little bit of action and some intrigue. Uh, you can do much worse than Sukuban Deka. It is a very goofy, uh, but very fun uh, little TV series. Um, and yeah, yeah, if you kind of want to put Soul Brain at nine, uh, I feel like that would be a good spot for it. Although I would also be fine with an eight. Uh, somewhere in the eight to nine range, uh, I think would be good. Although really even going seven to 10, I think is my absolute range for my personal take on um, on Sukuban Deka. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get uh, Carnival, who is our kind of general toku expert, uh, and see what they have to say. So Carnival, uh, you have not seen Sukuban Deka before, correct? Not yet. Not seen at all. Um, what kind of did you have any familiarity with this beforehand? Other than like, not really. Other than knowing it existed, and this was, and that this was a toy joint because this had the equi 
it had a budget for the equivalent of what it was for the time, even if it's still, it's Toku. There's no budget. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, kind of curious to what your thoughts are on this because you're generally our uh, Toku expert of the usual panelist. Uh, so I'm going to give you what are going to be our standard three questions that are going to be for these little interviews. So in general, um, what's your first impressions, Justin? Doesn't have to be super long, but uh, what are your what was what was your thoughts on these first six episodes? This was a lot of fun, a, a little formulaic to a degree that's kind of a a little too noticeable about the formula. But that's also kind of a thing that just comes from this is a show era show, so it's a bit more noticeable with them than compared to a Heisei or even some of the newer Weiwat era but it's certainly something i would say if you're trying to break someone into toku in general this is certainly more accessible than some of the things i would say are better representatives from the show era yeah that's kind of what i was getting as well like it's goofy but it's very like it's i've kind of pieced like i've taken a look at like bits and pieces of toku from that era and it very much kind of seems to be on that same level Although I feel like this is a little bit more, I don't know if down to earth the right way, but it's very much more of a. Um, oh, this is so much yeah. more grounded than some of the other stuff that's out there. Yeah. Um. So. In like. OK, so with that out of the way, um, what are up to like three things that you thought were notable about what you saw for them? As we previously mentioned, this is much more grounded. Yes, these stories are absurd as fuck, but this is all within the realm of mundane crime versus Soul Brain is weird, weird super tech or common writer, common writer monster showing up and doing things on a monster of the week or an Ultraman alien show up and do a giant battle. This is all kind of really heinous crimes. Like, these crimes are kind of shockingly, like, detailed and in ways that are, like, huh. At least two of these, I think, could actually work if someone tried it, which is certainly a change of pace for some, how most toku goes. Uh, let's see, three things. Uh, it doesn't have to be three exact things. It just could be if you had, like, just to keep it so that a short guess, bullet point of what your top three things you want to bring up. I'm just going to tell anyone watching now, there's only like two songs. So don't expect a lot of variety. It, it's actually funny. I saw someone uploaded the um, someone uploaded the soundtrack uh, for the show. It's available on YouTube. Uh, there was a lot more songs on it that I remember, but they were basically like they were basically the same song. There's oh, like you, you mean it's yeah. all basically arrangements of the same like light motif. Yeah. It was all like Saki no whatever word. So it's like very much variations of like the same song. Yeah, like this. This is extremely budget. Like the essence of Toku is B-movie cheapness in general. But like this is especially you can tell this is a budget budget show. Yeah, OK, uh, anything else? No, I think that covers like the general question. All right. Uh, so uh, not having to give really any explanation for this, what is your uh, number slash number range for where you'd rank it as of as you would as from what you have seen so far? Nine or eight. Like I like I'd have to see some more, but I solidly put this in the same kind of area as 
Soul Brain. I so like said, was like, uh, you said uh, nine to eight. Yeah, nine to eight. Like same as Soul Brain. I'd probably watch Soul Brain as on a rewatch more likely. But as I mentioned earlier, this is a more accessible show to get people into the genre. Okay. Well, that is uh, good to hear. Uh, that is good for uh, your thoughts. Let's go ahead and see what X has to say about this, who has not seen uh, this. So, um, X, you have not seen this at all, correct? Yeah. Uh, do, do you have any familiarity with what Sukuban Deka was prior to uh, this recording? Not a clue, as with pretty much almost everything Toku that isn't Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. All right. So and you're as you you just said that you're only familiar pretty much with Power Rangers and you were on Soul Brain as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Power Rangers, Big Bag Beetleborg, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I think those are the only ones that I'm even like remotely familiar with. So pretty much the Saban stuff. And yeah. Not, so not the pure Toei never moderation. No, even my interest in anime never really got as deep as some other people have got. I'm still very, I consider myself very surface level. Okay. So in that case, you went into this with kind of a surface level of that kind of stuff. So uh, what was your, just in a kind of a short general kind of thing, what was your general impression of what you saw? So um, full disclosure, I only watched three episodes, so that should kind of give an idea of the direction I went with it. Um, I, I, at first I thought the, the idea was interesting, uh, sort of like a, a detective who goes in and then beats people up with a, a yo-yo made out of really hard metal. But the more I watched it, the more it was like, it felt just like a, a telenovela, but somehow less interesting, despite having those interesting ideas. It didn't feel like anything really came together. Um, I didn't really care much for the stories themselves. It was just, okay. she goes into a school. There's some people either like stealing money or just kind of being scummy. And then that's it. Like I was more interested in like Soul Brain because there was this variety of baddies, you know, rogues gallery that they they deal with. Um, And going to the other ones, I know Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You had all these different monsters. Same with all the other Saban stuff. So for this, this one just kind of fell flat for me. Um, like, like it just the the, uh, the actual use of the yo-yo seems to kind of fit in line with, I'm guessing, how Toku tend to be where it's lead up, lead up, lead up. Use the powers, mega fight ending. Um, and it felt it, it seemed to fall to, into that formula. But the end result, the actual final battle, the use of the yo-yo, none of it actually felt or looked all that interesting. It was just she'd flick it, it would intimidate them, and then she'd accuse them of the thing, and they go, yes, I am the the perpetrator of said thing, and then the episode ends. So for me, it was it was very boring. So the thing I would say about that is that, yes, it is a little bit of a... Uh, so start in it. The thing with this compared to other tokus is that this is much more grounded than a lot of other toku. Very um, much. You don't you don't have the fantasy element of like your metal heroes, your two percent your common riders. So yeah. if you're going into that, like if you're going into something like this for the fantasy element, you're not going to be like there is. I mean, 
There are fantasy elements. There are there's the what there is one episode in this bunch that was about um a Saki had to go to this all girl school where it turns out that there was a student that was practicing that was using hypnosis in like a guise of black magic because she was jealous that other girl students were getting the attention of a teacher that she had a crush on. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think about some of the other ones, but there were mostly that that was probably the most fantastical element. There was like another one where it was a student that was making putting bombs around the school um, was like that was another one. You don't get the monsters in this one. And at no point in Sukuban Deka, from what I have seen, you don't really get a lot of fantasy uh, there's things in Sukuban Deka too that go a little bit into mysticism, but you don't get monsters in Sukuban Deka. So it's very much more of a police procedural than it is a it's a police procedural in the guise of a toku. Yeah. Um, um like it's it's obviously very dramatic. It ha- it did have, you know, that soap opera kind of writing and acting. But I don't know. I just didn't feel like they gave the main character a lot to work with in terms of like she didn't really investigate it just sort of the answers seemed to kind of fall into her lap and i i'm totally fine with uh, police procedurals i mean you and i are big fans of the poirot series for christ's sake but i feel like when you present a main character with a ridiculous yo-yo and sort of like you know a yo-yo made out of this material that's supposed to make her like, you know, she almost comes off like she's meant to be sort of like an assassin or like just this world renowned, you know, um, crime fighter. But they just go, oh, yeah. And you're just going to go to this college where all the parents are buying their kids positions at the college. It's the two don't feel like they meet well, like superhero, like not even a superhero, but just like a hero with a, a really badass yo-yo just tells a person to give the police the correct ledger so that they're not, you know, cooking the books. You see what I mean? Like, it's just the two things don't really mesh well, in my opinion, at least in this, the execution of this show. Yeah, I can I can uh, definitely get that. So. Actually, I think this might actually tie in a little bit to the next kind of thing. Um, so you kind of mentioned uh, already, because I was thinking uh, if you could think of like three things uh, that you could kind of want to bring up about this media. It sounds like your first one is basically the mundanity uh, of this kind of hurts it a little bit. Yeah, because because the like I said, the premise, the literal premise is this really. Uh, and uh, she's um, she's a, a, a model. Uh, the actual actress. She's a model, I believe. Yes. Um, So she's already known outside of this product. So you've got this big name. You got to do something big with the big name. You can't just plop her in and go, okay, you're good to go. And then the premise itself is she plays sort of a a pseudo detective, undercover detective with a badass yo-yo that does stuff. Well, why don't we do stuff more with the yo-yo? Have have the yo-yo have bugging equipment or like she could flick it and she she could place like a bugs anywhere in a room without anybody noticing. Like there's a lot of cool different things they could have done with it. And mostly it was just used as a tool of intimidation. Yeah, that would be my first thing. I think that. Um, I'm trying to remember the manga because the manga, I think, I feel like right, th- this as a, manga. yeah. So I wonder if this and its original manga form, um, I kind of took a little bit more of a look actually at the anime 
that would be a more um, direct adaptation of the manga compared to the live action uh, because this is uh, live, the live action TV is Toei, so they have kind of a way of doing things. Oh, yeah. The uh, anime slash manga definitely goes in a little bit more of a not quite brutal take, but it's a lot more, I'd almost say edgy, especially for a mid 70s manga. Um, like, I know that there's a lot more of like murder and such involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of um, it's a different beast because there's also like background stuff that's not really covered in the TV show. Um, mm. And they really don't even go much into they explain why Saki's mother is in prison, but they don't go into any more of the dynamics because there's a lot more dynamic between uh, Saki and her mother in the manga. Um, yeah. And I have notes, so th- I mean, this is this is notable because I haven't written notes for Media Delta since I don't even remember the last time it's been so many episodes. But you know, there's a lot to there's a lot to take in. And one of my notes, I do say, all in on a superhero with a yo-yo. So the concept of the character with the yo-yo, love it. I love the idea. Do do something with this. Make me, you know throw this in my face, do something radical and crazy. And it's like, no, no, we're going to do, we're going to do this, but we're going to be very, you know, like, um, it's, it's a weird, like, what if Columbo had a yo-yo, I guess. Um, well, one thing I would say about that is the fact that I think the show really goes in on the yo-yo, but the thing about the yo-yo was the fact that that was more of a side thing about the character. <laughs> the main thing about, Sukuban Deka is the fact that she's a Sukuban, so she should be getting involved in like, you right, know, she's a delinquent, so she should yeah. be, you know, scrapping. But there's the second episode. She's told to not scrap. She's told to actually lose a fight. Yeah, which which goes against the whole idea of her character. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. And as with any one of these kinds of things, the way that it held my attention or lack thereof kind of led me to, you know, just start to not pay attention. And then I'm not paying attention, so I'm not getting the plot. And that's kind of why I stopped at episode three, because I realized that after three episodes, the show just didn't have the the thing, the the, the absolute, you know, the, the cohesion to really pull me in and keep me. Um, and it's a shame because, like I said, I really like the idea on its head. But in the execution, it it didn't capture me. Okay. Um, well, in that case, uh, did you have any other things that you want to bring up? No, I, th- I think that sums up what I, I think. All right. Uh, so without going like too much, I mean, you kind of explained what your thoughts on so far. What is your uh, as of now? What is your number range? Um, since we've made this range, the kind of boring range. I want to say, you know, 13. You're thinking 13? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, um, why don't uh, we go ahead and get Torpo's uh, thoughts on what he thought about Sukuban Deka. So, Torpo, um, you had not seen anything about Sukuban Deka prior to this, correct? I knew absolutely fuck all. So, you None of like the I don't even know like the uh, kind of influence on this because you're not super 
Um, you're not really on the Toku side. I am not in deep on Toku. I'm not Carnival. That, but um, you you're more into the anime side, so you might have seen something that had like influence. Like I know that uh, a little bit of this is that um, it's something actually that I learned because I'm not familiar with the franchise, but like Kill a Kill. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I I mentioned it before, but yeah, no, the the outfit of the main character of Kill a Kill is very much reminiscent of Saki's. Uh, I think it's Ryoko. Or, yeah, Saki, Saki, like, Saki and Sukabandeka is very, her uniform is kind of meant as in, I believe it's Ryoko character in Kill a Kill. Yes. That is a reference in like the ending of Sukabandeka actually is like directly referenced in one of the endings, I believe, for Kill a Kill. Maybe it's been a long time, buddy. But yeah, uh, so that would be where you would get anything. But still, you had not oh. really done anything with this beforehand. To be fair, a lot of the, the far-reaching stuff is more Sukaban Deca 2, but yeah. Yeah, that's where it definitely seems to be. Um, so, um, what are, in kind of short, what are your general thirst and first impressions about Sukaban Deca? It was very fun. It was darker than I expected, though every episode ends on a pretty happy note. But it was pretty fun. It was very formulaic, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, uh, I, I appreciate the relatively low, I guess, relatively low stakes, I guess, for something toku-adjacent, which is all of these were, some of them were murder, but all these were pretty low on the totem pole as far as, like, villain stuff goes. Like, I'm hiding the fact that I'm embezzling money! <laughs> Stuff like that. Or, man, I'm thirsty for this fucking teacher who refuses to, like, talk any of us down from this shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed it. Um, So, with just, like, no more than three, what were your kind of, if you want to talk about, like, any sort of bullet point parts of the of what you saw of Sukhbandeka, what would... AB don't have to be three um like three exact, but just no more than three. So first off, I appreciate that throughout the show, a very big lesson is the cop all cops are bastards. <laughs> like at no point is the secret police shown as the good guy. They're mean and manipulative and use Saki to their own ends every time. To the yeah, point where it- they, they use her mom as blackmail and threatening with execution. Yeah. That's, um, yes, very much clear. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, I like the stakes because all of these are, aside from the hypnotism one, that was a bit goofy, all of these are relatively, like, believable crimes. Uh, and I, I also appreciate that. And also, I just, I thought the main actress did actually a really good job of playing Saki. She fit the role pretty well and was pretty fun. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she did a pretty good job, and I thought I had the, her name right here, but I didn't. Um, but yes, uh, she did a pretty good job of portraying uh, Saki. Um, any other points? Well, I mean, those were three. Oh, those were the three points. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, just getting used to how other people were listing their things. Um, so I guess those are your three points. Um. Without really going into any more detail, what is your number range? 
for where you would put this at? I would probably say like eight or nine. I would say it's comparable to Soul Brain, but if you want it simple, there you go. All right. So I guess with that, um, that is that's all th- all three of you talk to. So let's go ahead and uh, get the group together. All right. So now that we've had our one to one interviews, we can kind of get together and kind of discuss this as a group. And I'll go ahead and say uh, it looks like we had a little bit of a split on how um, this was taken because uh, we'll get actually since our first bullet point uh, that I have here for a group discussion, I think one of the things I found funny is that one you you as a group were split on one thing about whether or not it's actually a beneficial thing or a negative. Um, and especially in the storytelling, because most tokus um, are kind of fantastic. You got stuff like your common Riders, your um, Ultraman, Ultramans, your uh-huh. that. There's a sense of fantasticness to it, um, where Sukuban Deka is um, rather, it's mundane. So um, the plots here uh, tend to be more down-to-earth plots outside of, like, the hypnotism. Uh, so um, I guess, did anyone have anything they wanted to say specifically about characters, plot themes, dialogue? I want to say, I appreciate the show just continually showing, nah, the cops suck. Just, just right from the get-go, you're like, no, this, she isn't doing this because, Saki isn't doing this whole thing because she wants to be, help the cops. Nah, they literally have her mother in a noose if yeah. she doesn't go and help. I, I mentioned that too, but yeah, no. That, also, these are like secret police specifically. They're not just police police, they are secret police in there is no point where they are shown as the good guys. And if anything, they seem all they seem to kind of fall into the bumbling idiot cop category more often than not. Don't call them bumbling idiot. It's more. No, they know well ahead of time what they're doing, but Saki is a tool to them. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, also, I can understand not being. Not liking the stakes in this and how it's not super big and fantastical, but I feel like there's also a place for this low key toku, I guess you could call it. Like, kind of more of a day-in-the-life kind of one? Sort of something more grounded, I guess you could call it. I would call it grounded, because day-in-the-life toku exists. That's Super Sentai shows where, the, where, they forget <laughs> about, where they forget about the main plot and just do Monster of the Week until the last five episodes, and then they realize, oh, wait, we got we got stuff to catch up on. But yeah, I, I would say more like low-key toku. Like, hero stuff, but not superhero stuff. Like, again, genuinely, the the first the crime in the first episode of, like, stealing, using the government subsidy to hire students that are poor and then using those said students to, like, pad your school's numbers is, like... Subsidize the rich kids, too. Yes, to subsidize the rich kids is, like, a, hey, yeah, this has happened before. Maybe not in a way we can legally prove it, but this has happened. Which I did enjoy seeing that of, like, oh, wow, that's that's kind of exceptionally heinous. Um, oh, I was just, um, I guess because it's like, <laughs> it is interesting to kind of see, like, because, yeah, most stuff in the Toku style tends to be, as you mentioned, more fantastic. And I think, like, a um, down-to-earth one can work in certain ways, although it is kind of weird how, like, it's 
how much like the one thing that I kind of that bugged me is the fact that they don't really use the Sukuban aspect of her like that much because it's they like oh it she's in one like episode and it was neat but yeah yeah it's like and also like the yo-yo is like I feel like they kind of play it up as like this like massive tool but it's more like I feel the problem is the fact that they didn't want to have the yo-yo actually hit people because that would require budget. Yes. Uh, they, that it kind of is like, oh, hey, here's this yo-yo, and it just, hey, let me break shit because I can't actually hit you because that would either, like, A, cause a problem with the actor, or two, like, they did want it for some sort of, like, um, some sort of, like, uh... Violet's thing about when this Yes. Started. Yeah. Which I don't no. know what time slot it was in, so I can't say for sure. It was really funny seeing people cower in terror after a vase got broken. Yeah. And, like, the way I thought about it was, is, um, like, it's used as a tool of intimidation, but the actual use of it's not really all that intimidating. The first, the first thing that she'll do when she confronts the, the bad guy of the week is, um, hold it up like, like a, a power morpher. And then it opens up, and inside it's a Sakura... A Sakura so, Daimon. So, yeah. what that is, is it is the the Sakura Crest, which is the symbol that the Tokyo Metropolitan Police use as their symbol. So it's a police badge. Yeah. And then it closes back up, and then she just sort of, like, menacingly, you know, flicks it up and down a couple times, maybe breaks something on a table near them, and then they confess that they're the, the bad guy. And then, you know, we've wrapped it up. But it could have been used in cool ways. One of the ways I suggested was, is, well, maybe she needs to plant a bug in the room and she just kind of flicks it on the ground, has it like crawl up and bounce up and then plant the bug because it's like stuck to it and then just pull it right back. And nobody knows nobody's the wiser, like little things like that they could have done or or trip somebody or even if you want to get kind of silly, uh, get it underneath the person's foot and have it spin, have the person spin around a bit and then fall over dizzy. Like so little things they could have done. The thing uh, is, is that they will occasionally actually do that. Like there was the case where there was a bomb that need like, oh, there is a pin that was stuck in it. So Saki takes the chain off the yo-yo and like uses it, flicks it like the yo-yo and just yanks it out. And yes, then that doesn't involve another human being. Yeah. <laughs> or breaking the hypnosis thing. It's things that's like, oh, you could do some cool things with like, you know, using it as a weapon like she does in the manga. But yeah, but that requires hitting people with a yo-yo and like you can't show that to kids. Well, one of the <laughs> other things they could have done is, is what you just said. Hypnotism. You could absolutely kit the yo-yo with maybe like a spiral and have her do a little hypnotism on somebody. Like you, there's so much you could do with the yo-yo, and it's sad because it's it feels so underused. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is a gimmick. Yes. Yeah. Strictly a gimmick that doesn't work for translating to live-action TV because oh my god, actively trying to do stunts with a yo-yo is a nightmare because mm. it's something that's like. It's why nunchucks are also you are a cool thing to see in animation. Don't actually see the dude done a lot of martial arts movies because they're already a very difficult weapon to use. Yeah, Yo-yos are just... yourself on the nuts. 
Oh yes. Yeah. I, yes. I went when I was doing martial arts training uh, many many years ago. Nunchucks was one of the things we did, and that that was absolutely one of the tougher tougher uh, forms that we we did was the nunchuck because it's so easy to just crack yourself in the face with the damn things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a shame of the things that they kind of had kind of couldn't do in a live action TV show that I feel like I actually like I I took a look a little bit at the anime today or like one of the OVAs about this. Um, and it's like the yo-yo like there's a lot more violence in those uh, because you can actually so do it. Would you also mind if I mentioned the trivia? Uh, it, it's yes, it's um, it's relevant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the original creator of Sigmund Decca was actually really not happy with this original series because it was too, uh, not dark enough, basically. Yeah. I'd be interested to see a much more gritty uh, take on this. I feel like Sukuban, yeah, the OVAs, the Sukuban Decca 2, I feel, is more, um, goes like, into more they- other places. Yeah, didn't they do a couple? They did like two or three attempts at a uh, live action adaptation of three. it. So the live action series has there's three series to it, which are just numbered one, two and three um, that cover different plot points. And well, I believe that Sukuban Deka one is actually the only thing that the manga actually covered, although I could yeah. be wrong on that. Sukuban Deka one is covers the manga for the most part. Two is his own original story, which surprising everyone because the guy who originally created Sukuban Dega had left the production team, but actually really enjoyed two. And then everyone hated three because they went some directions that were just bad. And apparently the live action movie was actually also really well liked. Yeah, no, three was so bad that it killed the franchise as a whole. Yeah. Uh, Two was massively popular, though. Uh, you will see references like I the thing that I like I remember seeing in a reference weirdly enough was Gaki no Sukai. They do a thing where um, because in Sukuban Deka 2, uh, the main character is introduced as she is a girl that her mother put her in an iron mask to protect her. And it's this very iconic looking mask that looks very goofy, but also. is certainly a look, look there's a reason they ditch it. Yeah, like I think in the first episode, someone like hits it with a yo-yo and it splits. Um, now, Gaki no Sakai, that I, I know because yeah, I, I, I got into the uh, uh, Batsu games. Yes, it was one of the Batsu games where there was a there was a schoolgirl that shows up and I stuff happened. I can't remember. Um, someone laughed. They got smacked on the ass really hard. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm trying to find a picture of the damn thing because it, it looks and out of context. It looks very goofy. Even in context, it looks goofy. It does. But also um, it was also apparently oh, yeah. very uncomfortable. I I'm looking at Shocking. it. Yes. I mean, yes. Uh, to kind of give a description of it, it looks like someone's wearing a Colin. Like it looks like if you like hit a colander. Like up like. It's like half a colander mixed with like a giant thimble Gonna wear with a two eyeballs. On my head. It's I I don't know where they got the design for it. It's very goofy looking. 
Um, I just know that in the match system game, it's a, a item that gives you uh, extra extra defense. But other than that, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. I feel like there's a there's some potential that they could could have changed some things about it. But um, yeah, uh, I think that that's. I one thing that over to aesthetic, uh, so you know, art, music, set to set. This otoku shined in the fact that uh, there's some repetition going on in the series. You mean the fact that sets are expensive? So here we go. Yeah, we got the same places that Toy's been recording for for fifty years. Yes, uh, very familiar looking office buildings, uh, school settings that it, it, all the schools practically look the same uh very use of the same music every single episode it's really um, great every time it randomly cuts in and out the yes the one thing i will say about the sound design in this show is great that i fucking sound, love the yo-yo noise it's so good the yo-yo noise is really good um it's so satisfying to hear every time yeah that I was watching something actually that was talking about Tsukuban Deka, and the one thing they mentioned was like, "Yeah, that yo-yo sound is really good. <laughs> it is really satisfying." Um, but yeah, it's the same kind of thing that you would imagine. Toei uh, probably would have the same exact discussion about Soul Brain, although at a little bit different scale. Uh, I Soul Brain had more of a budget than this show did. It did, but also you had the same. It's like, oh, hey, it's very similar sets. It's a Toei staple in part of the thing that's like. Oh, what is what is the definition of a toku show? Cheap. And the quarry. I didn't see the quarry. The quarry uh, hasn't shown up yet. Not yet. We might get there. Uh, the problem is, is that all the settings take to either are like in office buildings or schools. So they really haven't. They have not come up with an, a, an excuse to go to quarry yet. They could, oh. they could go on a field trip. Let's go to the quarry. <laughs> you, could, you could. They just haven't yet. You could get like real meta with it. Be like, hey, yes, we're going on a field trip to the famous Toei Quarry. <laughs> I got I think this probably. Yeah. Yes. Um, Actually, it's so, a very well known quarry is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was say, there's multiple of them, aren't there? Or is it just one? It's mostly there, like, the one. Yeah. The, OK. They, there's this, just this one that they, they have a couple other ones they go to, but there's mainly this one that's very it's like versatile. Like they have the same force they go to to film all the time. Yeah. Or the warehouse. Or the warehouse. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's good for the aesthetic. Um, what came up, uh, actually, the performance actually were pretty good. Uh, Saki's actress uh, did it in particular, did a pretty good job of playing her. She actually fit the look really well, in my yeah. opinion, at least. Yeah, Yuki Saito did a really good job. Uh, and like she's the, the most compelling part of the show because she's just fucking in it. You know, every line she delivers with absolute just passion and drama, and it's it is engaging. I just wish the rest of the the show lived up to that. It's great every time she goes on her little speech about falling into decadence and how she's still not as terrible as them because the delivery is fantastic every yes. time. Every time. It is. There is something to say about how some, sometimes formulate uh, formulaic stuff is a little off putting, but also sometimes when you have a really good speech that modifies itself, depending upon what the situation is at hand. Um, it's really good. Also, this is 
technically a side performance, although it's unintentional. Uh, the studio that, or the team that did the subtitling for this show was, I believe, the the studio. I believe the team is called Skewed's, uh, like Skewed with a capital S at the end. Uh, did a very good thing with the subtitling is that whenever Saki introduced herself as Sukuban Deka, they added an additional little flourish to the subtitles, and I loved it every time it happened. It's so fucking mm. good. I I normally really hate when people do that, but that's because the people who I know mostly for doing that used to kind of do it too much. It's like, this is nice and tasteful. Well, yeah, because yeah, they barely do any effects, but that is yeah. like the only real one they do. It is a very tiny touch, but I thought it... It was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I don't think there was really anything else notable in terms of like the competency of the, uh, the performances. Um, editing and like competency in terms of like editing, like Croft. It's like these things are so some, downset to a formula. There were some really bad obvious cuts, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there that's were. A, that's a genre thing, though. Yeah, it's. That's the thing. It's like it's Toei, so it's either part of the charm or very off-putting. Like th that's just Toei doesn't edit for shit. If it's not like one of their actual movies that they put money into. Yeah. So I think I think we've kind of covered that little bit of it. Uh, so now that we got that kind of discussion about the actual thing, um, so I I got some trivia here, although we kind of technically covered one. Um, one little weird note that actually they made a point of in one of the episodes is the fact that uh, in the show, Saki mentions that she's left handed because uh, at some point there's like they go on a spiel about, oh, when I was at the other school, they broke my hand, my right hand. So I had to transfer over to being left handed. Uh, that is not a thing for the manga. They had to make that change because the lead actress for Saki was left handed. So they had to make that change. Uh, also, that is oddly enough a thing they transfers into Superman Deca 2 because the actress that plays the main character there also is left-handed. <laughs> so I do weird... appreciate that they made it a plot point, though, in one yeah, of the episodes. That, they didn't have to because I don't think they mentioned that, but... It's a little detail that, that does help sell the story a bit more. Yeah. Um... We already mentioned the fact that the author didn't like series one, but also the funny thing is about Sukuman Deka is the fact that uh, originally that was it that this was meant to be a high school thing, but eventually got transferred uh, into. Uh, so Sukuban Deka was originally meant to be a high school drama, but that's not what the editor thought they were getting. So yeah. they, ha they had to make some changes to it. And that's how we ended up with Sukuban Deka. Yeah, so I thought that was a fun little thing here. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the editor thought they were getting a crime drama. Yes, the editor thought they were getting like some hard-boiled crime, and whoops, that didn't make that clear. Time to make some changes. Yeah, so I thought that was a fun little thing about uh, the origins of Sukuban Deck. And actually might explain some how things went in terms of how, like, the story goes. But, um, yeah. So, there's some trivia for you regarding Sukuban Deka 1. Um, I think what we're going to do here is because I'm curious to see where the remain, like, some of the further episodes are. So, I am going to 
we are going to probably do a second uh, part to this where we kind of explore a little bit more, uh, see if it does change, because it does look like they were trying to make some changes to how the thing works and seeing how, if any of the later things, they try and amp up the silliness or if it's still kind of as mundane. Uh, so that'll be what... Um, so we will be continuing our look at Sukuban Deca. Um, and then eventually at that point, uh, we will go ahead and rank it. So, um, with that there, I think that is good enough to cover for this first episode of our look at Sukuban Deca. So before we go, um, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yes, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network and your local SPCA office or, uh, 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 the place where they have shelters, animal shelter. Uh, please adopt, don't shop. All right, uh, Carnival. Your local mutual aid or bail fund. Uh, Torpo. Torpo. Promo yourself. <laughs> no, you don't understand. My cat's making noises and they're hilarious. Good but uh twitch.tv slash typist at typist on Twitter. <laughs> oh. Uh and I would like to uh plug this hole in my budget from all the embezzlement. Alright. Uh so yeah, as I mentioned, next time we'll be covering more of Superman Deca and giving our final word on it. So, with that, thank you all for listening. If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lolotapuzzle or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.